I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live in Alt Space every week, and you can join us free, even if you don't have a VR headset. Yes, it's true. Just log in Alt Space from your laptop or PC, join our event, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we give you World Builders of Alt Space 16. We wanted to have this OG on for a long time, and finally the stars have aligned for this closed-door event. From Goonies, Puzzle Worlds, to a race against the clock to stop a sinking cruise ship, it is most epic, the Resistance, this Willy Wonka-inspired chocolate factory that spans nine worlds and provides hours of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm emoji welcome for Darren. Thank you, thank you. Hold your applause, hold your applause. <laughs> well, How you doing? So I have to. I'm doing great, Darren. I have to say that I, you know, this is World Builders of Alt Space 16. If people go onto YouTube or if they go into our podcast and they go back to World Builders of Alt Space One, the very first question asked by an audience member to Chris Wallace, the World Builder, is by yours truly. So you have been a part of World Builders since the very first episode. I don't, did you even remember that? Did you know that? No, I didn't realize that. I had no idea. Wow. Yep. That's been a trippy two and a half going on three years around here. I've seen yeah, a lot for... and all this happened. So, Don, wow. go ahead. You were going to say yeah, something? Yeah, no. No, I've, I, I would say that, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's for us, it's been two years. So that episode was probably 2020 or so. And you had, you were sort of really pointed and interesting questions. You were obviously thinking deeply about these things that you were all, obviously already at that point, sort of an expert in the worlds of alt space and how people were pulling things off. And I think you just, this world uh, that, that you like that you came into um, it was, uh, it was a hacker world at ThoughtCon. Um, and uh, they did a lot of interesting things with light and color and all that. So I do want to get back into, you know, like I said, you know, some people call me an OG because I've been in here since the olden days of 2020. But when I got in here, you were already sort of established. So you're like a true OG. Um, wow. I want to get back into the or origin story and find out sort of how you got involved in all of this, how you got interested in it, and how you got into world building. Oh, wow. It's a long story, but I'll cut it short. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> a long time ago, in the far, far land, uh, they, I ended up, uh, uh, well, I was curious about uh, the VR. I started out in Counter-Strike for about a year, and I, just before I started Counter-Strike, I thought, well, you know, I, I think I'll just play a couple games on the internet, see if I can uh, talk to anybody. I hear people talking in, in Counter-Strike. So I, I thought, well, I'll get myself a headphone and set up and see if I can talk back to people. And I was talking back to people and hearing them talk, and they were shooting and talking at the same time. And I thought, this is really awesome. You could, you could talk to people in the game that you're shooting in. And uh, one of the comments was, well, of course, this is the Internet. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, yeah, but I didn't even think people would, like, communicate like this. I thought it was, you know, from years ago. I was uh, I was doing gaming uh, actually in my old, even my old company I worked for a long time ago. Um, I started in DOS and that's where it started back back those days. 
and I know I knew somebody named Pat Tapley who uh, got in connection with uh, I think it was either Valve or somebody who created uh, a virtual reality game of four four players through a network connection on four computers could simultaneously be in the same game and shoot each other. I thought that was as far out. It was like advanced. Later on, he he brought me there, and I thought, okay, I got to simulate. I got to make this myself. So I made it at home. And of course, I, I know how to build computers because it's what I used to do for a living uh, and troubleshooting stuff like that. And uh, I went to a trade school way before all this, uh, learning electronics. Uh, hmm. So learning electronics and and uh, learning how to build computers and working at Irvine for a little bit. Yeah, I was Apple authorized technician back then. Uh, I learned to... Uh, I learned to build uh, a network system later on with Novell Networks uh, as a and using SP, IPS, XPS as an old DOS protocol for the Novell uh, network cards. You were sticking the computer so they could communicate to each other, and that all set up and labeled, uh, ran and tested in DOS allowed me to connect two computers together, and I was able to run the game on each each computer, and they could connect to each other. So I built a third one. Invited my friends over, and all three of us were playing the same games together in the virtual, virtual world, so to speak. Oh, wow. But I thought that was way, uh, way far ahead. Now it's a flashback. Oh gosh, I, I don't know. I think in the, in probably in the eighties, um, thinking around the eighties or nineties. Um, the flash forward, uh, you know, I brought that technology to my work and and uh, actually we had a, a regular uh, network system of computers uh, we started getting net as I worked there for 22 years uh, we started introducing networks and we had networks throughout the whole company everywhere but I still use this old protocol using the colax cable which is separate from the uh, the network so it wouldn't be connect it wouldn't connect to the people in the whole company it's, it's a separate private network Use Nicolex, and we were able to play uh, a few games during lunchtime and after work uh, back then, and people loved it. Uh, only the people I knew, and then they learned from me that if you could do it at work, they'll get to do it at home. So they started learning from me, and they got from, and they built their own networks at home. After I kind of gave them the idea that you can do that, and then after that, uh, flash forward. So we did that for quite a long time. So flash forward. Uh, See, 15 years later, um, after it kind of died down, um, we uh, I, I went to an electronics store called Fry's Electronics, which is now uh, apparently gone. But it used to be for like 20 years it's been out. And uh, they had a, um, a thing called a, uh, a VR headset. And this is, I, I remember a headset like 10 years before that. It was really basic and it was from DOS and... This is now newer one, uh, a newer one called the uh, the Vive, and the Vive had mm -hmm. its own uh, you know, computer that ran just like like the like the Oculus uh, uh, Rift has right now. Uh, everything's run for the, for the computer. So I was trying, anyways. I was trying it out in, in the demo they had at the store. They haven't tried VR in like since those 10, 15 years ago when it was really basic. And I thought, I wonder what it looks like right now. So I put it on. I was just totally blown away. I was like, 
I can't yeah. believe this. They had an underwater scene when you see this whale comes to you, mm -hmm. and this giant eye is right next to you, and it goes, it swims away. And uh, another part where uh, these were just demo programs I that you that could demo. just say, that. Uh, yeah, that blew me away. It blew me away totally. So mm -hmm. um, another one where you had balls, you had to get a basket, and a, a little avatar, uh, talking avatar would tell you what to do, pick this ball up, and over there and now go to this next room and try it again and then later on another another game had where you had bots that were shooting at you and you had to shoot back i thought this is so awesome i can't believe i'm actually playing this and i was just totally blown away that back back in i think it was late 2018 uh or either 19 i think it was 18 uh that mm -hmm. they started showing it and it's the what they're sell, selling was the deluxe audio headset that works with the vibe not the headset itself, just a deluxe audio headset adapter for $99. gives you better headphones and so on. Um, I had no idea what that was. I was totally new to VR back then. And so after that, I started learning VR more and more. I watched uh, multiple channels on YouTube about VR. Uh, there's a lot of commentators, YouTubers that were talking about VR and what the, what the games were out. And I go, gosh, I never knew this. I, watched, I wish I knew this like two years ago when it was three years ago when it came out. And then after that, uh, after starting that and seeing, seeing what could happen, I started burying down. I go, I'm going to build my own VR machine. So I studied that and I built my computer real slowly. And I watched uh, videos on YouTube of how to build the newest updated ones with the newest hardware. And then I started researching which is the best after I completed that, I which is the best uh, VR headset. The only major two were the, um, the Vive headset and the um, the Vive the Vive and the Oculus Rift were the only major two out there. Right. And and there was and the the Rift was like a cl closed garden type of headset yeah. where only you could only use those um, those programs that work with the Rift. And then the other one, which was the Vive, works uses a, a different system, uh, Steam, was is done by Valve, right. who created some other major games out there a long time ago. Half Life, exactly. I had I I owned every copy of Half Life and played all those. I even had a back then. I even had a quad stereo, two speakers in the back, two speakers in the front. So you when you go in the game, you could actually hear stuff behind you oh, in wow. the game. I thought. Yeah, I, I tried that. It was like, this is the best I've ever. And then later on, uh, it kind of went away. But anyways, uh, so learning about computers and VR and uh, back to, where was I at? Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're saying that you, were, you didn't get a Rift because it was a closed garden and you decided to go oh, to that's the right. the, model. The Rift, and, the Rift and the Vive. So I decided to get, uh, I watched this other guy named... Uh, Sebastian in uh, MRTV, who was selling, was talking about all the newest, latest, and greatest hardware uh, of headsets, and he he suggested uh, the uh, Samsung Aussie Plus back then, and I tried that out, and I thought it was there's there. I waited for the sale to go on, and I bought it on sale for two ninety nine, but it's normally I think it was four ninety nine. And I got on sale for two ninety nine, and I loved it, and I used it, and I had my computer already set for it, connected it. I go, this is awesome. I can't wait to play these, and I waited months to 
build and research all this, and I started loving it. Then I also bought the Rift headset as well. So the Rift, like, uh, I kind of stayed in the closet for a bit. I got really, I, I was going to send that back. I was going to which is the best one. So uh, I ended up keeping it because the time went out to re to return it. So I go, well, okay, I have two now. I have two headsets. I'll just figure out what can I do with the Rift. I'll, I'll just put it on my old my other computer, my major one, and I have a a, a 1050 Ti, a GTX 1050 Ti that. Uh, I bought, I wasn't explaining, seeing if it would work in VR, but I plugged it in and I go, wow, it works. So now I had two computers with both VR and um, my other one, which is a, a RTX 2080 video card, which I bought for 800 bucks alone. I bought the rest, the whole whole computer cost about $1,900 to build, hand, hand build. This other one was a older one, uh, i5, that I got um, HP and I updated it to 24 gig, um, an SSD drive boot up and a two gig, uh, two terabyte uh, backup drive or secondary spinning drive and uh, ended up using that with the Rift. And I, since I'm on that computer, the HP as my desktop for watching videos, keeping track of finances and all the other stuff, ended up using the Rift on it. And the Rift controllers were smaller, lighter, uh, lasted longer than the um, than this than the Samsung Aussie Plus. Uh, Samsung Aussie Plus needed two batteries instead of just one, and they only lasted probably like about maybe three days or four days. Uh, we'd have to charge them. I, had, I bought rechargeables for it. So I back to the Rift. The Rift. The Rift controllers lasted anywhere from when the, when the beginning started. It was like almost two weeks, uh, a week and a half to two weeks before I had to recharge. It only uses one battery. Besides that, the controllers were way smaller and easier and the control uh, than the, than the uh, Samsung Aussie Plus. And uh, I started liking, because I could just grab the headset and put it on and have to go to another computer, turn it on, set it up, use Microsoft's uh, uh, system because it was using Steam, um, all this other stuff to set up, and also it runs a little hotter, so a little, little more heat's coming out of that computer. It's going to be a little better, of course, and everything. This one here, it's it's using a, a GTX 1050 Ti, which doesn't even require a new a new hard a new uh, power supply. It goes off the original power supply that the computer's built in. And I go, well, this is great. So I started using the Rift more often than my $1,900 computer because it's clear, it's easier. The controllers were actually better. Uh, they're smaller and they're more comfortable. And then I started building, uh, I went into um, uh, Rec Room. Uh, and I started in Rec Room. And I, I, I first I researched which is the best uh, games to play. So I played single players for a long while. Different games I bought, a couple of games here and there, played the single. Now, this is boring. Uh, this is fun, but it's still boring. I can't connect with people. I can't talk to people. Uh, it'd be nice if they, well, if they have multiplayer uh, type of games. So I studied that. I found there's Rec Room, there's VR Chat, and later on I found uh, this one here, uh, Altspace. So I started off with Rec Room for like three or four months. Um, it started, it was fun because it used all different games you can play, it never stops. 
and you can get um, prizes and stuff and skins and all that other sort of stuff. And then later on, I ended up um, trying out VR chat, and it wasn't a good experience. A lot of people were just just kind of I don't know, um, not quite. Uh, they're they're younger minded people yeah. that way. They're running around and going crazy, going crazy, <laughs> and looking the most of them were looking in the mirror. Yeah. yeah, they were in like groups of people, and they're looking in the mirror, and they didn't. And other people would try to uh, put sort of, sort of type of a uh, something that would spread out from their avatars that would block people or shut them down, mm -hmm. and that was a common thing that people did. And later on, um, I thought, okay, that's fun, and I tried that for about a week. Uh, oh yeah, I spent about a two hours reading the user agreement for that. For that, nobody else did, but I did anyways. And I found that there's really no, um, there's no nobody policing that world at all in VR right. chat, right. and they're not responsible for anything. And that's what if you read mm. the. The whole user agreement, they'll, they'll tell you all these spots mm, that they're not they're not responsible for anything basically, and any transactions at all. It's up to you to worry about. It. They don't want to get into it at all. And mm. I go, okay, I'll go in with my with knowing all that before I went in. And then later on, I ended up uh, going. I uh, tried out. Okay, I tried. I tried uh, Rec Room. I've tried VR Chat. And I thought I saw something on an old video on YouTube about some some VR uh, company uh, or VR multiplayer called uh, AltSpace. So I went there, and the avatars were rudimentary but still uh, changeable. You can make them to any way you want. There's a lot of robot icons, but I thought that's kind of strange. Mm -hmm. You never saw a robot, of course. It's very. It was very likely, uh, like in, in VR chat, they had all types of avatars in there, but this was like kind of limited to uh, a man, woman, or a robot back then. Mm -hmm. And everybody who ca I came in, uh, I came in the first time, and they I just didn't talk. I was observing, and uh, later on I started talking because I was I was pretty social in uh, VR chat and in Rec Room. And um, I went in there and I asked about it and what was going on, what's what you can do, what can you do here? And because I'm I'm from the rec room persona mindset that mm. you um, that you always want to do things and there's something to do. Uh, anyway, so I asked them. They go, oh, I was you know different worlds and things like that, and you can even build worlds if you want. And uh, I. I said, okay, interesting. So I, I left. And just before they left, they go, oh, thank you. For, they said, thank you very much for coming. We appreciate you coming. And we welcome you back. Anytime you want, just come right back. And I'm like, this is a nice place. They seem to be nice and welcoming. And I went, and it was, it was a campfire, by the way, because everybody wants a campfire. So after that, I went back to Rec Room. 2018, I would imagine. Hey, 2018. It's, the, it's about it's the end. It's the end of 2018, going on 2019. Okay. So I started, I think most of it started like in 2000, beginning of 2019. Right. Um, and then pre-pandemic. You started, the big yeah, yeah. wave came out, when the pandemic came, you were pre-that. pre, pre that. Yeah, yeah, I was there, I was pre-that. Oh yeah, I was in, in Rec Room, I forgot to say, uh, back then, 
I met somebody uh, named Mama Flynn. She's a uh, teacher, English teacher, professor in college. And she was actually, I was going with her a couple times. So that's what made it interesting. So I forgot to mention that. Uh, we go to escape rooms together along with other hmm. people too. She had some friends of hers. And we all went to escape rooms and tried to solve puzzles and stuff like that. So I thought that was interesting when I went there. Uh, yeah, back I'm, curious. Yeah, I'm curious, you know, the, 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 the people that were in before the pandemic, right? Cause like, it's a different mentality, right? Like we were like, I came in as the pandemic wave where it's like, well, I can't go out. So I might as well go in. Right. Um, but so exactly. do, you, do you think, what, what were the people like before that? Do you think there was a lot of tech oriented people like yourself or do you think there was what kind of, was it, is it different uh, clientele do you think, or not so much? Um, I talk so alt space. Altspace is, uh, is that where your focus is at or just yeah, everywhere? I guess so. Let's, yeah, let's stick to Altspace. Okay. Well, in Altspace, a lot of people were, there's a few people who were world builders back then. A lot of people were common folk. They didn't, they just were new to VR. And uh, a, lot, a few of them were there for a while. Actually, I think the, when I got there, there was people there for months ahead before I got in there. And a lot of them were robots, and a lot of them were robots because they didn't want to be gender specific. Uh, I didn't even think about that. They just like they and they didn't want people to ask them either. So, so they stuck to a robot avatar. And later on, uh, the people there were really nice, uh, even the ones in the robot avatars um, in in all space. And that's what really I liked about it. It was a, a nice community, a good community. People weren't weren't like. Causing a lot of havoc and stuff. I think as yeah. the, as the years progressed, uh, a lot of new people come in, had no respect for VR, and they came in and they just just went off the handle, flew off the handle, and did whatever they wanted to say, say whatever they wanted to do, and right. and did whatever they wanted. That caused right. commotion, that's, and that's what that's what started started to be interesting. So, yeah, the common right. folk were the were the most popular people back then. Uh, right. They're 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 a good community. We they they talked a little bit here and there. It's kind of a it's kind of a long me old memory I'm pulling back from this this long ago to remember. Uh, all no, that. three but years is it's a century it's, in the metaverse. Um, okay, so so when did you then uh, start world building in all space? Because you've made so many worlds and you're so prolific. It feels like when did you start that? Oh gosh, uh, I still remember the day I was building. I started building in all space. Um, Gosh, I think it was like 2000, late 2000. As soon as I got in Altspace, I think about uh, about a month or less than maybe three weeks or a month later, I, after going back and forth, I didn't just stay in Altspace. I went back and forth, back and forth from rec room to Altspace, rec room to Altspace, mm -hmm. rec room to Altspace. And then I stayed more Altspace, Altspace, mm -hmm. Altspace. And <laughs> the pattern changed to more Altspace. Um, and uh, I met more people in Altspace because of that. And back going back to the uh, the question you're asking is uh, in VR, I mean, a building, world building. Um, I would say late, it was definitely late in uh, 2019. And I started out um, building simple worlds back then. I erased them since then. But just to understand how the world builder works. And then later on, uh, I met somebody named um, the voice guy. And that was world building, and he was starting. He was just beginning to world build. And he, he, he uh, saw me, and he started building a giant pirates world. Uh, 
uh, except uh, at one point, the very beginning, his very first world was great for a pirate's world, except one small detail was the uh, the size of the um, of everything was over was too big. It made you look like you were small. And later on, yeah. he he said to, he told me he goes, yeah, Darren, you're right. Um, it's it's not the right right not the right scale. Uh, I said, yeah, you got to change your scale. And he he redid it again and changed the scale to the proper one, and then he got better and better at it. And I've met other a lot of other uh, uh, world builders, uh, namely uh, Daisy Shaw, who is actually a top world builder here in alt space. Um, and she's gone on to learning uh, Unity uh, and took two classes later on, and she's really good at it now. Um, and what else? Uh, Actually, so, uh, the the voice guy has built multiple Disneyland worlds now because he's he has that background. Uh, yeah, we had him on the show, and he he toured us through his Disney worlds. It was it was great. Uh, he goes by good. Captain Jack Sparrow sometimes, the voice guy sometimes. So, uh, or, or Mister Disney, like, or Mister Disney. Disney. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot of different <laughs> names. So that you yes. basically immediately immediately got into world building and started to experiment and you got you had some friends in here that you could bounce ideas off of and then you got yes. more and more elaborate I guess um, I I know that you always you sort of have a humility about you and you say oh I don't use Unity so my worlds aren't so elaborate but they're they are much made up for in passion and scope for the the graphic capabilities of a unity these worlds are are just epic and massive and so your passion clearly comes through um i'm curious well, where you. that where the, yeah well, i'm curious where that comes, it comes from it's just an obsession or you just have uh you know uh how do you do well, you just get immersed in something yeah yeah actually it's it's a is it it's in a path it's more like passion it's it's fun and it's one thing that people can zone out. You know, people will watch TV to zone out, or they'll play a play tennis, or they'll do something active, or they'll or they'll start painting. Well, they'll get a easel and start painting. It's sort of mm -hmm. any hobby you get into, you really get passionate about. And I was just uh, uh, in awe that I could build a world that other people can go into and and see. And I thought that was the best, the best thing since sliced bread, so to speak, uh, that you can build the world and bring people in. And not only that, but you control, you can start to have control over what people will do, where they'll go. Um, mm -hmm. I guess it's a control thing. I, mean, I don't think I'm a control freak, but I like <laughs> to be able to, to um, make my worlds very uh, engaging and, uh, and fun to go into. And because I think, Absolutely. you know, if I was going to go into my in a world that someone else did, I like to have it being fun, um, adventurous and something that's different. Um, I've seen so many worlds back then and they still are. Um, they'll have either a house or they'll have um, basically the worlds are are limited to things you could easily see. Uh, some worlds are really fantastic, which is really good, but not a lot of them out there. Um, I mean, big, big, I mean, big. Um, and I like my worlds big to explore. And the reason I stuck with the, the load poly type of kits is you could put so much more into a, into a world mm -hmm. to be more detailed and yet still not 
occupy too many megabytes of space and and slow people down where they're like, oh, this is a lot of people when when they came in here they started saying, well, uh, this is great, but I, I'm just going to add this and that and that, and they'll tick, they'll pick like a 15 to 20 different kits because they want this this item from this kit, this item from that yeah. kit, and they end up uh, going to a world that is so um, how do I say? There's so much into that you can't even go into the world. It's it's yeah. relate. It's ridiculous trying to get in, and yeah. that's why I was very start being more aware of how to uh, um, get the right kits and not having the, uh, kits that are really heavy. And later on, I started using other people's kits too, which are mm. and I, I kind of insisted that they make sure they're, they're low. They don't have a, they're not really heavy. When you bring a kit because mm -hmm. a heavy kit's basically it, it could be some something fantastic and you'll like it, but you put it into a world it consumes the whole world of megabytes. It's not worth even putting okay. in or even using. So, and I, I feel was, like well, one of the ways one of the ways mm -hmm. that you solved that problem was to build a bigger sort of collection of worlds that go from one to the next to the next. You have one world that it is a certain amount of kits, I guess, and then we you go into a portal and enter the next room and it's a whole other world, right? So I guess you found different solutions to the problem. Yeah, I did that. Um, I did that because, yeah, there's no way you can build, for instance, the uh, Darina Chocolate Factory, which is a consistently, it's it's a too much to put in one world. You can't You just can't fit it in one world. If you do, it'd be so convoluted, and it'd be so much in there. You 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 do want to want to go in there in the first place. So yeah. I figured I'll just separate them out, and I'll put I'll put this section here, this section here, and to make a whole story of it, so you can go through the whole storyline. So not yeah. only do you, in my idea, I thought, wouldn't you wouldn't it be better to live the whole story of the dare uh, the uh, dare the chocolate factory than just see one part of the world and say. This is my world. This is my chocolate factory. I hope you like it. And you're, that's it. And you're like, okay, I'm bored. Where, where's yeah. the rest? So yeah. my, my philosophy in my own head is always have a, a tr always have a hook. Always have it something where it's interesting, the reason you're there. It's going to be something that you'd like and something that will want you to stay there or else something that was interesting enough to even go there in the first place. So mm -hmm. that's what I always do. I always try to incorporate something to make the to make the adventure going. And um, a lot of the, this is only my personal opinion, and it's nobody else's. But I like to have people going through worlds rather than just here. You're plopping on the world. You're here. Right. You can talk. A lot of people do talk, and they like to talk. Uh, right. I like mine's mine's uh, more like you here, and then you go over there, and you go over here and Journey. there. And and it's more of a journey, and it's interesting because your uh, your your environment is changing constantly as you move, and that yeah. to me is uh, stimulating, as opposed to I guess more of a I like stimulating uh, uh, pictures experiences. and experiences and stuff like that, like that, as opposed to uh, one. As opposed to talking for two hours to somebody, and, that, and that's also very stimulating as well. But I still weigh on the heavy side towards uh, pictures and and things and experiences. You can go, go, you can fly down, you can fly up, you could you could just fall. Yeah, and I like making worlds that are 
challenge in your mind to keep trying to figure things out. That's why I built no, like I, five escape rooms. Right. And people and, love and, those. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it's also, you found a lot of ways to create an interactivity and we're going to go through some of those now. I've, I have a few of your worlds. I don't have too many of the escape rooms, but we do have uh, some of your more popular worlds. So, uh, Let's let's dive into some of those, and maybe you could talk us through your philosophy behind uh, specific spots here. So the first okay. one I have is is sort of apropos. It, it's sort of it's, it starts in your apartment, and it has a lot of your friends on the walls. It's very personal to you, and so I think it's interesting that we're starting with a community. You're talking about community here in Allspace, and here we are in your uh, apartment. So is that what your inspiration was there to put all your friends, your avatar friends, on the walls? Well, you know, I don't have a lot. Of, I have friends here, but I have a. I don't have a lot of friends outside of Alt Space. I have a few, but not like a. I'll have like twenty or people I know outside Alt Space. Mm -hmm. I have maybe maybe five or six or seven or eight, but uh, I have more people here in Alt Space, or at least did because the, it's changing. Um, and these people have really good experience. We all go together. We all stick around. Um, some of those people aren't even here anymore, but we, when they were there, we had a good time okay. and it's good memories. Yeah. And the reason I put that there is to remind me of all the people I knew and all the people that I still know in, in, in different places. And it's just a community. A community is a big thing for, for everybody. And I think it's good to have sure. a community. And that's Absolutely. kind of why I had that, uh, those, those in there. And, yeah. uh, I think it was starting out with, uh, who was it? Uh, Lance, who started this, uh, he tried to start a community of, of apartments called the Aquasuit Apartments, and everybody started going with that. And uh, Karen, not that Karen, um, also was helping out, her, helping them out with um, getting things getting together and, and getting people together. And she's like the, she's like the welcoming committee, Karen, Karen, not that Karen. And she, yeah, right. she ended up, she interfaces with people very, very well. And, and this is, and anyways, back to the apartment. Uh, so I, I, I thought I always build things big and I ended up building, I just can't stop myself. I keep on building and building and building. And I go, oh, I can build this. I can make it bigger. I can make, I can put this here. I can put that there. And I end up doing it. And then people are like, wow, Darren, you really made a really big world. I go, well, you know, that's how I do it. Right. Yes. Yeah, so this this house is is quite the mansion, and it even goes. It's it's surrounded. It's sort of like it's in a fish tank. So when you go outside, you're in this sort of you call it an eccentric garden, but it looks like a, either like an avatar world or not under the sea world, and you get to walk through this incredible fluorescent uh, garden. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, my coral. Yeah, I have a coral garden at the end of the uh, after you go through the apartment uh, at the around the apartment on the inside. I have two places it's called the eccentric garden, which is a whole world all into itself that you, it's so big. You couldn't believe it. I put, I fit that all in one world. I don't know how I did that, but I did. And uh, then I have the, the exit going back to back to the apartment again. And then I have the other one, which is a coral garden, which was part of uh, part of that world. I didn't have to go to a separate world. And that was uh, fluorescent uh, coral, which is really nice. Oh, and I don't know if you built. Have you been to the coral garden? 
Well, it just so happens that we've got a picture of it right here. Uh, oh, so wow. if anyone is listening to this, you got to go to YouTube, uh, the Simulation Nation on YouTube, and we you can see this uh, very brightly colored uh, neon garden that uh, that Darren has has accumulated here. So where did you get all of these these assets? Were they brought in uh, from outside? Did you meet people here who had some undersea assets? Where did they come from? Yeah, again, a community. Community is number one. Uh, I happened to make friends with somebody named Lucy Capone in Altspace, mm -hmm. and she was using the kit. And since apparently I, my reputation precedes me without even know it, and she goes, "Oh, Darren, would you like? I, I'm using this kit. Would you like to?" Uh, I should. I, I said, "Could I share it? Could I get that?" And she goes, "Oh, yeah, no problem." So she shared me the kit with that. And uh, this is this is a shared kit that uh, that Lucy gave me, and I decided to to make this. I also used another person's uh, kit uh, from Mr. Yellow. I think I included in the very beginning where it says thank you for these people contributing um, mm -hmm. those those kits, and I was able to make those kits. Now the uh, the coral garden was uh, the fluorescent was from Lucy. And there's other parts of this world uh, are also from Mr. Yellow, his coral garden too. So I used to com I combine those two, and also a third person, which I'd even mention was uh, I can't remember his name right now. Anyways, he uh, he built the uh, the bottom part of this whole thing. It was like a dark, mm. rocky thing below. Uh, that's from the Spirit Cave kit. It's a Spirit Cave kit I was also using. I should have mentioned that as well, but I'll mention it here on on air. And uh, yeah, um, I'm using three kits, believe it. Or not. I just now I see you can see the kits I'm using. Um, right. And the best sort of, the thing about this, uh, I, I had so much in that world. I think I had like fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred items, or was that nineteen hundred? I don't know. It's it's high. And I go, how do you fit all that and still put a coral garden? And everybody goes, how do you? Where do you? How do you have this down here? What? How do you have all this in one? One? Okay. What I did is uh, the, the trick that everybody knows or should know is that uh, or will know is that this is the top. This is the department up here. I put everything in the department here, and I put a lot of stuff around and built extend, extended it and everything. Okay. Way down here. Way down here is where the coral garden is. So when you look at different angles, you will you're Headset will see everything, and when it sees everything, even though it's not there, it will still it will still register. And if you can't see, even if you can't see it, so if you bring it way down here, you know, kind of a, a way way far down the angle, they're not looking back over here. They're looking around up here on this level. So you bring it down here in this level, and you won't have any slowdown. You won't have any frame rate drop as much. So it's a, it's a way of designing worlds. You you have them up here, and you have another one way down here, and you put a teleporter from here to here, and now you won't have that frame drop because you can fit a whole bunch uh, of stuff here, a whole bunch of stuff up here, because you're farther away from each other, and there's different levels because too. It's not rendering like it's only rendering what we see, and then down there it's not rendering it until you go down to it. Is that why? It will it will render if you kind of look that way at an angle, and you see it, it will start it will start going. But most people aren't are going to be looking ah. this way, left and right, not down like that. So, so you're able to put a lot down here, and still that's the secret to world building. Uh, mm -hmm. Is you always 
if you say if you want the same world, you just put the far, far, I mean, like maybe I don't know, thousand, two thousand, three thousand feet difference between uh, between areas, and it really you, it really helps a lot. Yeah, I do appreciate how you use direction quite a bit. So you have you have us going sideways along things, but you also have us going down uh, through things and, and and even up. So you're using a lot of those angles, and I thought it was just a, a part of just creating a fully immersive experience where you're doing you're using different um, sort of means to get through an environment, but it, it also has a practical side uh, as well. It, it sounds like That's great. yeah, it uh, for for having different places, yeah. But also, I want I want to make a thing as as a, the world's as immersive as possible, and I think by adding uh, items you can grab and throw around, mm -hmm. gets you more immersed into it. So I'll put a. I'll put a rock in front of you, and I'll have grab. So you grab the rock, throw it away, and now you're automatically immersed. You're feeling like you're doing something in the world. You grab the rock out of your way. It's simple yeah. like that. Simple things like that will immerse people into the worlds better that way. Well, I, I love that when you did that in the Goonies world, but we're getting ahead of ourselves now. But, yeah, I love that you hid the secret <laughs> passageway behind a rock, and you had to learn to pull up the rock and go through the secret passage. Let's keep going along here. We got a few okay. more to cover. This one here is uh, the SS Cruise Adventure, I believe. And it's like, essentially, there's three different ones. Uh, you warn people at the beginning, if you have an Oculus One, you're probably not going to get into these. So I wasn't able to enter the first two. I kind of crashed out. But then the third one I got into, and I, I, I think that that one was actually possibly by, would have been my favorite anyway, because it has it's a real experience where you're essentially on the Titanic. You're essentially sinking, and you've mm -hmm. got to figure out a way to stop ship from sinking or to escape or something like that and so you've got this yep. uh, a real sense of drama built into it and a tense sense of tension uh, um just from the storytelling i love that uh i also have to include uh, uh a major person is uh, is kurt for thinking the ideas of how to how to add this and add that he gave me a lot of ideas in that oh, he cool. also gave me a lot of ideas in uh the charlie and chocolate factory as well and some other besides in other worlds besides that, he's like the brain box of my uh, of me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he, he's very he's very clever, very clever, clever guy to say. So it's good. It's been a community again. You know, people they'll give you ideas, and it will help you build a better world. So yeah. that's uh, that's a good thing. Anyways. Yeah. So I love uh, yeah, I love oh, yeah. this world that you that you almost if you don't step on an item and you get into the water, you'll get electrocuted essentially, and you fall through the world. So you got to start over. So you got to have to you learn how to how to hop from item to item in order to get through these different worlds. It's kind of like a labyrinth of this sinking ship. It's really neat. Yeah, I, I wonder why no one does this, but I guess I'm the only one who puts all the effort or, or like you said, passion into this world. To uh, to build it because it's it's really really uh, it's really fun. I like I like the challenges. My whole thing is always challenges because if you don't have challenges, to me it's boring. So I I always like these challenges right here. And this is this is more of a storytelling world. It explains everything from the beginning until the end. And now people automatically will start tuning in and, and being one with the understanding. Go from one world to the other, and and, and they still. I can't use the world. Uh, I can't use the word ti word Titanic because it was copywritten. So I I switched a okay. new idea. And so I used uh, Kurt's idea. He said, "Let's change it to uh, the Neptune instead." Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, again, here you are helping me again. So thank you. 
Thank you, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. There's Poseidon, um, there's Neptune. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Cool. Very cool. Um, John, yeah. Let's move right. The Poseidon Adventure. Oh yeah! All right. That's what this is yeah. modeled after. The Poseidon Adventure. Ah. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. So you missed That's the first cool. two episodes because you didn't go in those worlds, right? You didn't go in there. Yeah, yeah I couldn't. I kept two. crashing out of all space. Yeah, well, I have a, I'm an old I'm an old man with an Oculus One. What can I say? All right, we'll go in in 2D. It looks great in 2D. Okay. There's no problem going. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so we. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, well, we we were talking. We we talked a lot about uh, uh, your community, and I love how throughout the world you sort of give credit to people here and there. Uh, the kits were provided by Mason, and so it's uh, it's nice. Well, it's good to give credit where credits due, like like I did with Kurt, and like also with Mason, and Absolutely. all the people I I haven't mentioned, but I I know they're there listening. Uh, I even built a lot of worlds originally with uh, Mister Yellow's uh, his kits and i built uh, a lot of worlds with that and i appreciate that mm -hmm. mr yellow wherever you are um mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people i don't even realize i'm just using other people's kits to build all these uh, these worlds and it really helps uh the, the kits in great hmm? great oh, go ahead. community that helped everyone's helping each other out absolutely exactly i like that um all right so here we go we get to the goonies uh we've jumped from here you know uh well we end up i guess we're going back in time now so now we're in the 80s where goonies if we grew up in the 80s then you know this movie very well um <laughs> richard your daughter movie and it's a great adventure it's one of the ultimate kids adventures from the 80s a spielberg type adventure uh and i thought that you did a really interesting job of trying to capture all of that you did a lot of these interactive elements um you know you've got for example, this skeleton saying, my compass always shows the way ahead, and you, you use that uh, technique a few times, and it points, to it, like I was mentioning before, the secret rock. You have to press on the rock, and then you pull the rock away, and there's a secret cavern underneath, and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it really it makes it more of an adventure and a fun that you feel agency, that you are the one who's earning the right to keep going in this world, as opposed to just passively uh, entering a world. It's, exactly, exactly. Again, it's, it's interactability. And it's, uh, it's something that I want to portray in, in a world that makes it more, more fun. Actually, this is one of my best worlds I like, actually, is, this, is a Goonies world. It's so interactive, and, it's, and there's so much into it. There's a part I even like where you slide down, the, slide down the water. You hear the water coming down on you as you go through. And that's another reason I, I learned uh, Unity's uh, just one thing to add sound to, to all of the worlds, because originally very few had sound effects. They were just using the standard everywhere sound effects, but having new sound effects for Unity told me to realize I better, I like to have, like if you go to a, a world with a, um, a fountain coming, a waterfall coming down, you want to hear the waterfall as you go next yeah. to it. Yeah. Things like that, yeah. and it really makes a big, big, big difference uh, for immersive, immersive. Yeah. It, it so use, yeah, uses a suspenseful music in this one as well. It really like you get you break through to a new layer or a new level, I guess you'd say, and then suddenly there's a new sound effect, and it's you're into this ominous tunnel or something like that, and it really adds to the effect of it. Like you're in a movie, you're experiencing the movie. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, oh. it takes a lot. It takes me months or or days to to a month or or more 
build these worlds because you have to kind of plan them out and uh, I want this and then kind of explore. What I'll do is when I build these worlds, I end up um, going into it multiple times and I go, okay, I can, I'm a kind of, I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm kind of there as a perfectionist. I can see little, little imperfections and I'll want to change them. So I'll just sit there and change them and I'll go back. Next day, I'll go back and I'll go through it again. I'll go, oh, this part's wrong. I'm going to change that a little bit more. Or, you know, things I just never thought about. And I'll go back and I'll see over and over until I get it right. You know, I guess that's a perfectionist. They always keep on going until they get it right. Um, right. And that makes the whole world a lot better at the end. So um, so that's what I do. And that's kind of my, my uh, I guess, uh, mode of operation. Yeah. I keep on, keep on going until I get it better and better and better. Um, um, yeah, another one that you did here was, you, you know, you give a little puzzle. Like you, it's sort of like the beginning of Indiana Jones, where if you step on the wrong brick, you'll, you'll fall through and die. So you've got to kind of hit the, the bricks with the right numbers on them and get your way all through. And then after that, then you've yeah. got this like plank a journey where you have to crawl all these vines over top of the shark infested <laughs> water. It's really, uh, really elaborate. It's really cool. Yeah, that's why I love it. It's so, there's so much into it. And uh, I barely, I, I rarely see anybody do uh, worlds as big as the ones I built, and I don't know why. Because anybody, can, I, I always tell everybody can do them. Everybody can build the world just like this. It's easy. Well, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's 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 a lot of, a lot of time involved. But at the same time, is you get a lot more out of it from people's expressions, from what people will say and people will go through. It really helps them, and it just makes the world a little better. You know, that's what I like. No, I. Absolutely, I agree. I feel like that was always one of my issues in here was that you can't do as much as the other worlds like VRChat and, and Record. You can't do as much, but I like hanging out with the people here. So I wish that there was a combination and you sort of found a way to create that immersivity and that interactivity. Yeah, it's it's limited, but I like breaking the barriers. <laughs> yeah. So now we go into the, the face to resistance here into a land of pure imagination. <laughs> <laughs> And we're entering this tunnel into uh, your grandest world. This has got to be your most elaborate. I, I counted nine worlds. Is there more than nine or is there about nine? No, I think there's about nine. Yeah, yeah. there's about nine. It, so elaborate. And so it, it's like if you're a fan of the Willy Wonka movie, uh, you'll see every part of it. And you'll go into a new world that explores a different part. And if you've never seen the Willy Wonka movies, you'll go through this world and still have fun and want to go watch the movies afterwards. So. Uh, mm -hmm. It's, it's that's why really I heard, cool. Yeah, I heard that from a lot of people there. When they go through, they go, you know, I gotta go by and I gotta go watch the Willy Wonka again. I, I like that. I really like that. Yeah. Actually, we watched it all together one time. But you were you were saying uh, it's, it's a it's really an interesting experience, and uh, they have like there's an area of the chocolate factory where you can actually uh, you can actually pick up cookies and stuff like that right off the trees and donuts and all sorts of things. You could just play with them and it, it leads you on to the whole story. And that's what I like about mm -hmm. uh, story worlds that leads you through the whole story. And it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's interesting. I like that. Yeah, it, um, it, you know, you're asking though, why, why don't more people do it? I think it's because more people would, I think most people would rather create one world uh, than one world that takes nine worlds. So it's like, you're only creating credit for one world, but you created, you did the work of nine worlds, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I do that. It's it right. it's I exactly. I have actually the the work the most uh, recent world I built recently is uh, well, I just fin I'm still working on it. Is my hub world a renewed hub world in Unity because I just finished Unity um, introduction to Unity that Kurt just finished also, mm -hmm. and I did, and now Kurt's uh, helping out in uh, in the class, and oh. I'm just uh, I just finished the class and I built uh, Singing in the Rain. And right. that's uh that's my first unit built ever ever made. And uh I, I got valedictorian for that to do that. Uh <laughs> where what, what class. class is this and where can people sign uh, up if they rich? Uh you might want to talk to Kurt. He's better at explaining it than I, but it's called the Institute of International Education, IIE, which I messed up uh, quite a long many times over and I got it right now. And uh, Kurt can tell you more about it. You want to you want to kind of go with that, Kurt, or or anything like that? I gotta raise my hand, don't I? Yeah, that would be better because then we can get your audio better. There you go. Perfect. Okay, there it goes. Okay. Yeah, this um, I triple um, well, it's ieschools.org is um started about. I'd say months ago and I was one of the first students in it went through it with a bunch of other people I came out being class valedictorian too and stuff and then mm -hmm. I wanted to get more people involved so I've been always wanting Darren to get into unity so I got him to come in and take the class so he did a great job on it um and got <laughs> a couple you. other people in there that were just up there in the ranks too that you know created some really great worlds doing unity uh, builds. Just a group. Um, just a group. It is it free? Is it online? Yeah, yeah it's free right you... now for the intro class, and then they're still right. working out who's going to be teaching the more advanced class and how that's going to work out. But right now, right. it's a six-week class, uh, three times a week in the evenings. Um, they're trying it's to in all space class too. Yeah, in, in all space. space. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right here. So not connected right here in all space. space. Just... Right. Nope. Okay. No, no, no. It's not connected nope. all space. It's, nope. right. it's, it's a separate. Space. IE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. well, let's let's keep going on through here. Um, sure. I'll leave I'll leave Kurt on there just in case he has something else to add. Um, so let's see. Okay. So we get to the main part of the park, which is the part that I'm sure everyone is anticipating who's seen the movie, which is the Chocolate River, essentially. Oh yeah. Um, I love the Chocolate River. <laughs> chocolate River is pretty cool. Uh, and. Uh, and so, yeah, this you can go up to the top. You can get, you know, the Oompa Loompas are up there shooting, uh, I don't know, foam or whatever it is. Uh, uh, it's sugar. Chantilly it's, it's, cream. I think it's, I think it's cream. Well, it's sugar. It's sugar they're adding to the, the chocolate. Cream. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. And then of course, this is a very interesting world. This was really hard to capture, uh, but maybe you could tell us a little bit about this. So. If you, if, for those watching on YouTube, the top of the image is what I see. So that's how small that little guy is. But then I go through this uh, shrinking machine. I become the size of him, and I'm in this gigantic room. So you know that there's some special, uh, it's a different world probably entirely that you build twice. Uh, and then one is supersized uh, and one is sized down. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Okay, one basically it's from Johnny. It's one of the parts in in a chocolate factory that that uh, this guy Johnny TV, a little kid, uh, is portrayed from. 
And he's that little kid right there with bald head right there. Uh, so I made him from uh, from something from Altspace to make uh, the geometrics. Anyways, he's he's actually he's he's actually using his uh, his gun because he was considered a um, a cowboy back then and in the in the film. And uh, he he wants to go into TV, so he gets shrunk and goes over from. He gets photographed and shrunk, and he's now coming back, and now he's shrunk to a little bitty person. So I wanted mm -hmm. you, I wanted the person who comes into it also go through the whole thing and become shrunk. So you come back mm -hmm. out, and now everything's big instead. And then I have a have an area in the around the back of the TV set that enlarges as you go around and you go you go back and you go to a teleporter and go through, and now you're back to the the part where you're big again. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the movie right there where you get shrunk and then come right back to normal. And so yeah, that's how do you pull that off technically? Is it a, is it a trade secret? Uh, it's kind of a trade it's secret. secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well you got the magician's tricks you know it no one's talking no one's talking today well we'll get you drunk on virtual wine someday and you'll you'll tell us everything well i, I did that a couple times in murder four in uh in vr chat uh, all right. um all right and then uh we end up in a rocket ship over top of the entire city uh, it, it's, it blasts Lots off of into the sky and oh, yeah. we can look down on everything. And then we can hop down back to the world at the bottom and we're, we're back where we started and hopefully we're better for it. Um, so it's, it's, it's great. It covers the entire movie. Uh, and yeah. I can't imagine how long it took you. You say, you say some of these you work on for months. This must've taken months. Uh, yeah, some take about anywhere from one month to sometimes two to maybe two and a half, maybe three months, depending how fast I go and what I'm doing. That, it, less than that because I'm better at what I do now. So it takes me a lot less to time to do these uh, worlds, build worlds. Just like anything you do, when you get when you get used to it, you get faster at it and better at it. Yeah. So that's that's why it's taking me less to build. Uh, back then, I I just put I just kind of visualize everything. It's all about visualization. You visualize, and also I watched the movie, and I have the actually owned the movie and portrayed it off of what I thought this would be kind of what scene should be there, what happens the next next stage. So I just kind of build that whole scene from one scene to the other, and you experience it and go through it, and it really feels like you're actually in the story. And uh, it really, it's a great, it's a great, uh, how do I say, uh, a great feeling after you get through it. Yeah. It's a happy feeling. Yeah. Well, it's really impressive. And I i don't think I've ever seen uh, another world in here built such a magnitude as that. I really don't think that there's anyone who's built a nine world, multi-world experience. I don't think that's happened. So I think you got, got yourself a prize there. You're valedictorian of all space in my mind, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess you do anything really well. Yeah, it just ends up being that way, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is uh, mine's just also, unique. You're, you're mm -hmm. always 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 humble and you're always working really hard for interesting new things. So I love to end the show just talking about the future and, and where you think this is all headed. So uh I mean you've got an interesting background here because you've been in technology and computers for so long. You've seen the entire trajectory from the eighties to where we are now. 
do you have a, a sense of what's trending where we're headed or do you think it's so hard to predict if you were to look from the 80s to now would you ever have been able to predict this do you think yeah actually i could have um not really i wasn't really into vr i didn't even know it existed until i got that headset i saw right. I, I tried the headset over there so um uh, I notice it's becoming more commonplace to use the uh, the VR headset, and I think it's industries are now starting to grasp on the idea, mostly because it cuts costs on on everything else. If you just have a headset with everything already put in, it cuts costs and also cuts uh, costs um, for environments to put in. It also uh, is good for training people. People are using it now in stores and even um, Target, I think it was, or some of those. Other stores are using it for training, uh, for training people, uh, as well as uh, industries, uh, aerospace industries and car industries are starting to grasp that idea. I think right now, but for the general public, I think uh, we'll have we'll have a, maybe a little bit longer to go. But it's actually propelling quite quick, quite quickly because mm -hmm. we're going from. Uh, uh, where we started back two years ago with the PCs, which are still actually very good, uh, to the mobile headsets, and they're coming out with the new ones. And I, if you watch uh, MRTV, Sebastian, he's a German YouTuber, uh, talks about all the new headsets and all the new technologies. We'll see what he's talking about. Um, mm. I think the future will probably be uh, mobile headsets, and I think Apple... It's going to come out next year with their new uh, AR, augmented AR, reality, yeah. and VR uh, system. And it will attach only to an, uh, an iPhone. It won't work with, with, a, uh, with wow. the Android system. And mostly it's going to be, they're not going to be foc focusing on VR. They're going to be focusing on AR, uh, right. Apple will be. Um, but I think the VR, in VR, uh, there's contenders out there. There's a new one contending against a Quest 2, and they're going to come out with a new one right now. Uh, actually, uh, Oculus, or not Oculus, uh, Meta is, is coming out with a, a new Cambria. headset, Cambria, right, which is coming out soon, but it's going to be focused on, um, on the uh, business aspect of people, uh, the businesses, and not, not the general public. But I think next year, they're going to come out with a, a general public a new headset. What I understand, uh, people are like waiting with bated breath to uh, to find out what it can do and what it what it will do. But in the future, I think in about say three years, maybe possibly at the rates going every one year or two years, they switch out headsets. I think it will get better and better. The hardware is going to get better and better, and the worlds will get better and better. Um, yeah. But what drives worlds to be more uh, clear and accurate and um, more you can do in it was happens to be the uh, the chipset inside the the mobile headset or or the or the computer will get better enough to display almost perfect resolution uh, a realistic resolution of things and that right. will blow people away and that will probably be the, the time people will start taking more uh, VR at that time right. let's say right. anywhere from five to eight years right. um, yeah would, would be my my idea of it. Um, yeah, no, oh, that's exciting. If we get to like the, the point of point where like the Last of Us is in virtual reality, I mean, that's going to be really wild. Um, 
you get the graphic capabilities of a PS4 or whatever, and and, and put it into a virtual headset, it's going to be wild. Um, yeah, yeah cool. it's going to so, be awesome. So, so then, you know, what's next for you? You've just finished this Unity course. You've you've uh, graduated magna cum laude with honors. Uh, so now, are you going to give us Unity World, or what's next for you, Darren? Oh, that's a whole story. I I, I now since I'm in delved into Unity, now I understand the philosophy of Unity versus using kits. So in, in this is only focused on alt space right now. So in alt space, there's people who who have community of kits they're sharing with all their everybody else. And those kits are bought and paid for by the owners which are sharing those. Uh, and those are really diverse and quite quite well done. Um, in Unity, though, if you if you want to build everything in Unity and has been Unity, then you basically have to buy your own kits in either the asset store mm -hmm. or um, Sketchfab. We've learned that recently, two places and some other. Maybe mm -hmm. you could, if you get really more information of how to build, you could learn um, another program. I can't think of right now. Um, and you can twist and create your own your items and then bring them over. Uh, I know that I know that Kurt's done a lot. He's he's able to go from different places and get different assets in, to put into Unity worlds. Uh, so you have to be quite uh, quite good at it, uh, at least well enough to understand Unity first time. So it's if you want to build worlds that have a lot of uh, unique things. Uh, and you want total control, even even of the, the lighting and way more control. There's way more control in Unity, but you have to understand Unity first of all. That's why that introduction to Unity is a good class to go to, because it teaches you the really really basics of Unity and how to build and what to do. So, um, in world world uh, the world builder that comes free with AltSpace. You could use everybody as kits and build everything. I've been doing it for two years, building everything with kits. Uh, when you, you want to use Unity, uh, you have to buy kits from right. I mean, from other places. So basically, okay. it's free versus unpaid for. Uh, but paid for, uh, you have you can have more versatility. Versus also have more control, and also there's want. a lot more learning aspect in Unity than there is anything else. For sure. So, okay. So that's so pretty much it. Take you a little while. It take you a little while. Yeah. To yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I already have. Uh, I made. I made one in. Uh, I made a Unity world called Singing in the Rain. Our project. I got that done. Mm -hmm. And now I just. Mm -hmm. I'm on just finishing up one. I've been working on for. Can't believe it's been taking me like almost all week. Shouldn't have taken me this long, but um, it's a Unity world. It's my hub world basically. It's a basic world. I'm using the same assets I used in my uh, rain, Singing in the Rain, uh, which is a, a town. I built the town, and I found out I'm learning all the time I'm building, too, in Unity. Uh, I learned that you can actually put a material of a color. Here's a, here's a, a building here. It has a standard color that comes with the, with the Unity uh, load, and it has different shades of, of brown or, or red or something like that. And if you go build your own material with your own color, and change it to whatever color you want, let's say red, build the material, dip into the little, little doodad for your color change and make that red material. 
find that material and splot it on top of that building, now the building's red instead. So you can make any color you want out of any material. Each material is a color. You grab that material, you plop it onto that, that building, and that's what any color you want that, that building to be. So that's mm. kind of neat. You could do that, yeah. too. And that's just basic, but it's still something new. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so in Unity, also, if you want to build, uh, if you want to comp build things and you want to duplicate things, it's easier to do Unity than it is in 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 the creator. You can actually um, build, um, uh, duplicate everything if you want to. Uh, everything uh, it's it's just the duplication is the key to everything right now. Right. So that's uh, a big that's a big powerful thing that they have to build worlds quick quicker. Back in the day, I, I when I first got started in this, I I tried to learn Unity. I built this incredible world. It was so like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I tried to upload it into all space, and it was like ten times bigger than was allowed. <laughs> the whole world just and I just was like, ah, there's so many tricks to this that I didn't, you know. So I kind of I just haven't had time to go back to it. But um, I I agree, the duplicating it's so much easier and quicker once you get the hang of Unity. But um, but yeah, mm -hmm. there's so many sort of pitfalls and perils along the way, this learning process that was uh, I just don't have the time to, to dive into, but I'm glad that people like you do, Darren. Uh, so where can people well, get in you. touch with you if they want to appreciate your worlds, talk to you, get advice from you, anything? Oh, uh, well, I'm in AltSpace once in a while. I'm more outside of AltSpace in Unity now. But my worlds are going to be in my new Unity Hub I'm building. I'm going to uh, here's, here's behind the scenes, for instance. My old Unity Hub was all built with kits. It's a great world, uh, but I want to transfer that into Unity World. Well, I have to create the Unity World. Then I have to uh, find out all the pictures for every every world I built, and then I have to put on a material. Then I have to put material on every wall inside there. Then I have to grab all the uh, all the portals, each one by one. Bring over and duplicate right. the portals, not in alt, not in Unity, but in Alt Space. I have to go to Alt right. Space and do that. So that's going to take a long time. But anyways, right. uh, once I get that done, which I'm I've got to the point where I'm just putting the last picture on the wall, I'll start grabbing all that in there, and then going to after all that's done, I have to go to each. And this is one thing about building worlds that nobody knows about. It's part. Of, I'm using network technology. It's called the Star ten, Star. Uh, technology that networks use, um, and what I do is I you put you make a hub just like I have a hub world, and you put every world you have, you uh, I have anyways, um, you put a teleporter back to the hub world. Every world back to the hub world, back to the hub mm -hmm. world. That way, people go, oh, this is built by so so and so. Right. Here's my portal that goes right back to my hub world. And it makes right. it easy and simple for people to go. And also, uh, I have a picture of myself. In e that's, it's called branding. You have to brand yourself. Right. So like you probably know branding really well. But uh, brand yourself by putting the picture of yourself. So recognize, oh, that's Darren. I recognize him. This is his world. Okay. I'm gonna, and there's a portal that goes right back to his hub world. Now suddenly in your mind, I know Darren. He built that right. world. Here's his hub world over here. So when people scroll into any world or ask other people to try it, they'll see this this uh, portal, which goes back to my hub world, and that will 
allow people to remember me and, and I get popular that way. It could, it could work with everybody. Everybody can just see the same thing. It's not, it's not separate from, from me. It's just that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Glad, glad we met you before you were Darren Inc. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. uh, uh, I have to tell you one more last thing is I haven't spent so far. I haven't spent one red cent in doing everything I've done. Uh, never, never, amazing. never. Yeah, all that Side I've done was for free. Everything Side except the all the time, all the time I've you know, put in. You know, that's they all say time is money, but you know, right. I guess I put I put a lot of time into building this world. So, right. I guess you could say it's all the money there too. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, Thank I'm and passion and love and it all comes through in the world and there's so much fun and you can tell that you're having fun and teleporting yourself back to your childhood with Willy Wonka or whatever uh, and that comes through the world so we really appreciate it and we're really glad that Thank we you. got you on the stage uh, it's been a Thank while you. that we you know like I said you were you made a guest appearance in episode one here we are a hundred or so episodes later on episode 16 of world builders and we're so so glad to have you so thank you so much for coming. um thank you and yeah thank you everybody for teleporting into this world cast of simulation nation, thank you, especially you kurt considering you're, you're the only one in this closed event uh whether you're with us in virtual reality like kurt listening to the podcast on spotify or apple Podcasts, or watching on youtube at the simulation nation and remember to subscribe to our instagram at the simulation nation Twitter at SimNationVR and our Discord server. Until then, till next time, stay plugged, my friends.